Hello everybody and welcome to episode 81 of the Fetch Everyone weekly podcast. For the benefit of the tape, I'm joined by DC Katie. Uh, interview commences at whatever the time it is now. Anyway, it's the Fetch Everyone weekly podcast. Play the music. So it's a bit of an unusual podcast this week um, in that it's not the usual kind of thing that we do because it's not just me and Katie, um, it's Katie and who else have you got? I've got the Scribbler, Yeah. I've got Lindsay and we're talking about open water swimming. Lovely, okay. Before you guys delve into that, I just wanted to point everybody at a competition that we're running on Fetch at the moment. It lasts until the Monday the 21st at 9am and there's a link to it on the homepage at the moment. And basically I'm trying to build a database of all the places where you can go and do open water swimming. Um, and we're up to about 350 places already, which is pretty awesome. Um, but if you go and add uh, an open water swimming venue, whether that's a, an official venue like a... Did you say go and add? Yeah. Okay, because it's... Not gonad. It did sound a little bit like gonad. Right. Okay. If you gonad a location, <laughs> um, then you get a, a ball in the hat. So um, see, see what I did there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So follow the link on the homepage. And if you are the lucky person who's drawn out of the hat on um, Monday the 21st, then you will win a pair of Form Smart Swim goggles. Um, they're worth £151 and they ain't your normal goggles. No. Let's put it that way. They're so, Terminator goggles, aren't they? They're Terminator goggles. So you get a, a heads-up display in, I think, your right eye. Um, so I don't know what you do if you can't see out of your right eye. Maybe you just wear them the other way around and learn to read the numbers upside down. I don't know. Hmm. There's probably like a really clever thing and the people from Form are going, no, tell them about the way that you easily switch it around, you fool. Um, hmm. But anyway, they are pretty awesome. So whilst you are, so like say you're in a pool, you can set up the pool length and just go swimming with them and it'll sort of clock up your your distance as you're doing it and based on that it'll work out your average pace and all sorts of stuff um, if you've got a garmin i'm not sure about other watches but definitely if you've got a garmin you can hook the two up so um, if you're doing open water swimming for example mm. um, you can get all the usual stats that your watch would be telling you just kind of projected onto the mm. the surface of the goggle so you can read them as you as you're swimming along Interesting. So pretty handy if you are swimming a long mm. way in a lake, say, for example. Mm. Yeah. So know anyone that does that? Uh, well, I don't know yet. I mean, by the time this podcast comes out, yes. hopefully I will know someone who does that. Yeah. Um, so that's the reason why we're not doing the regular podcast, is that we'll hopefully be driving during that normal slot when we record it. Mm. Uh, and Katie will hopefully have swum all the way across the lake. Well, I'm doing three miles of it. Most of the way across the lake. Nightjar is doing the whole the whole length of Coniston, which is five and a quarter. Yeah. Um, and Heligant and myself are doing the three mile option. Um, and Heligant is doing her three miles in skins, which is 
frankly astonishing. You're all nutcases, yes. um, but lovely nutcases. Mm. This is back. We're back to nutcases again, aren't we? We are. Anyway, um, so without further ado, do you want to say anything more about your uh, little chat with uh, uh, Linz and the Scribs? Just, just a big thank you to um, Scribs and Linz. We had a lovely chat. We could have gone on basically probably yeah. all day. Yeah, chatting. you'd probably still be there now. Yeah, if you didn't so have other things. If you enjoy it and you fancy a bit more, or you fancy contributing, being part of one of those little recordings, then let us know. And if there's another subject you'd like us to try and gather some people together to talk about, then again, let us know, because it's nice doing it. Mm-hmm. You nice. enjoyed it, didn't you? Mm. Cool. All right. Well, uh, over to you lot now. So, hello, ladies. Thank you so much, first of all, for doing this. Um, can you just introduce yourself? So I'm Katie B. I'm here. And, and how about you two? Hi, I'm the Scribbler, otherwise known as Michelle, and I'm here in uh, North East England. Lovely. And I'm Linz, uh, known as Linz D, and I'm in London. Lovely. Whereabouts in London are you vaguely? I mean, don't give me, us your address because we've already established that. <laughs> here's my postcode. Here's, <laughs> here's my door number and I'll be out. <laughs> um, uh, northwest. Right. Okay. Northwest. Not, not far from Heathrow. Right. And, and what we're here to talk about today is open water swimming, obviously. And we're all into it to a degree or other. Um, So my open water swimming experience is mainly lake swimming because that's what we have here in Bedford. We have a lovely local um, lake that has great organised swimming. It's called Box End. That's where I do most of mine. Um, I've done a little bit of estuary swimming and a little bit of sea swimming but not much because generally when I'm going in the sea I'm not confident and unless I had someone there who knew the area I would feel pretty nervous about that Um, and I do river swimming because we've got the great ooze flowing through Bedford and there's some really really lovely swim spots in the great ooze that I've also done Um, but how about you Linz what do you sort of generally do with your open water? So mostly at the moment I do lake swimming we have quite a lot of lakes that are reasonably close here Um, tons actually we have riches um unfortunately nothing that's close enough to cycle to but certainly close enough to pop to one car not very long um i've done some sea swimming um i have i don't think i've ever done any river swimming apart from as, as a small child okay. um uh yeah so mostly lakes but totally open to all other sorts mm. and how about you scribbler what, what's your favorite type of swimming or what do you usually do <laughs> Well, I I usually uh, usually do uh, lake swimming, but I have to drive quite a way to get to um, the lake where I would normally swim, and it's not open at the moment. It's kind of I only go there when it's kind of an organised session on a on a Thursday night. So I've been swimming a lot in the sea, which is literally out that window. Um, um, and um, yeah, I've, I've probably swum more in the sea this year than I have uh, any other year because you know it's open (laughs) and I can get there um so yeah basically uh lake and sea swimming I don't think I've no I don't think I've done any river swimming either I'd like to try yeah Yeah. and I'd like to hear about it actually Katie okay well should should we talk about that now um I'll talk about that now so I 
I started river swimming. Oh gosh, now I've got to try and get my brain into the right mode of knowing where I am in the year and what year it is and when I started. <laughs> so I think probably about 18 months ago, um, I started doing a bit of cold water swimming in the river. So that's where I started with the river. I started probably in October, quite a challenging time of the year. Um, and I started in a wetsuit, but I soon realized that with cold water swimming, it's actually a real faff and quite hard getting a wetsuit off when you're cold. Um, and actually, although it meant being in slightly shorter, it wasn't that much of a shorter time that I was in for and I could get changed and warm quicker. So, um, and I started doing that with a local group called the Floozies, um, who are brilliant actually. They're really exper experienced cold water swimmers. And um, one of the guys that I'd started chatting to on Messenger was sort of just like giving me this hard sell on the great ooze and I just thought oh okay I'll, I'll give that a go and I suppose the main difference with the the river swimming to anything else I've done is that obviously you have to consider flow and uh it's a you know there's sometimes there's nice entry points and sometimes there isn't um and I guess the probably the other thing that you just have to be really careful with is the underfoot stuff so mm -hmm you just don't quite know what's down there because it's very rarely clear um, and people throw things in the river. So I do tend to wear my neoprene booties whenever I go in. Um, but getting into it, it was, it was really interesting because it's the first time I've really swum against a, a proper flow. And then, uh, and, and generally what we do is swim up away from up, upstream, so into the flow, so that when you're swimming back and you're tired, you're never swimming against the flow. And, and of course, with the river, depending on what the weather's been like and the time of year, the flow can be very drastically different. Um, one of the places we swim at in the river is um, at Great Barford. And there's a lovely entry kind of concrete slipway down, which boats get used. Um, and then probably about 50 to 75 meters upstream, there's a beautiful bridge um, and it's one of these old stone archway bridges, so multiple archways. And what that means is in heavy flow, it's really hard to get through them upstream mm. because obviously the water is being funneled through those little narrow gaps. And in general, when I'm doing cold water swimming, I'm doing breaststroke, which is my weakest and most useless stroke. <laughs> and so I, sometimes I can't get through those arches. But on that first time, I did get through. And I swam actually heads down um, front crawl that first time, um, which was really interesting because obviously you experience the proper rain freeze and, and all of that. Um, so that's so river swimming for me tends to be a little bit more um, head spacey and a little bit less exercisey. Um, and that's how I view it. And tomorrow evening I've organised a sunset swim um with the floozies um and we're going to go and do that at great barford where hopefully we'll actually have a view of the sunset because there's no trees in the way um and just have a nice warm splash about but that won't be exercise exercise that'll be headspace um so so michelle when you go to the sea what what sort of swimming are you sort of doing there <laughs> um mainly just bobbing around <laughs> yeah. no I, it's um similarly when i when i when i go into the sea first of all it's just getting used to the cold water 
because it's the North Sea out there. It's currently about 14 degrees C and oh, that's wow. about as warm as it gets. Right. Um, so I've been in and it's been around nine. <laughs> um, and this year I did actually make myself go in for the first time. The first time I actually went in, um, probably around Easter, I went in without a wetsuit just to kind of have that kind of cold water feel and try and acclimatise to it. Uh, but ba basically I can, my, my beach, <laughs> um, which is time out long sands, um, I can just walk in off the beach. It's a very kind of gradual sandy slope and you can swim basically up and down parallel to the shore you can even kind of go I, I generally only just go out of my depth and I now swim up and yeah. down um, as I've started going more often and it's got a little bit warmer I've started doing a bit more swimming but you can you know there's various kind of uh, landmarks along the coast and um, um, there's a group of um, regular swimmers who are in pretty much every day and they do things like um, something called the spire to the spire because there's a church spire and you can swim from one wow. spire to another or you can swim around all the various different bays but I just tend to kind of stick where I know and just bob about for 20 minutes or so sometimes okay. it's more of a swim sometimes it's just more of a oh I'm in the water and looking up at the sky it's lovely yeah that's quite a challenging temperature actually 14 degrees because it's kind of on the cusp isn't it where you can get your head in and swim properly but actually you could get cold quite quickly in that sort of I find 16 to 18 if I'm in a wetsuit <laughs> that'd be lovely <laughs> yeah but that's fine and you can probably do a decent swim length for 16 to 18 above 18 and it's almost getting a bit warm for a wetsuit really yeah. and then 14 downwards it really is starting to get quite challenging on the whole on the old grey yeah. um, and ice cream head and all of that sort of thing well I have a a, a neoprene swim hat that really yeah. really helps with that which I, I I wear whether I'm wearing a wetsuit or not so that really helps um I'm a bit of a wuss most of the people that swim down there swim skins like all year round um but I think they've just acclimatized to it I like to get in in a wetsuit because of that gradual kind of slope and getting in I find I usually swim first thing in the morning before I start work and if I go in skins it might take me 10 minutes to get in because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of gradually immersing myself. Whereas if I'm in a wetsuit, I can basically just walk in and then get swimming. Yeah. Um, and it just stops that kind of initial cold shock. But um, usually once I'm in the water, probably, yeah, average of like 12 to 14 degrees generally. Wow. Um, you I'm kind of I feel quite nice and warm and quite often I don't want to get out a couple of times when I've swum skins um I've been in I probably go about 20 minutes and it's got to be about 14 for me to do that yeah. um and uh, I felt my lips go blue and if somebody's chatted to me I've tried to speak to them and not been able to speak and then that's generally a sign it's time to get out yeah have you ever experienced um, the sort of after drop thing that you can get after cold water swimming? I haven't, no, um, but I'm kind of quite good because I've got, um, yeah, I just make sure I've got lots of warm, warm clothes and um, a, wool, a, a woolly hat is a really good one 
uh, after you've been in uh, and got really cold. And also because if I go in uh, the water here, I'm very close to home, so I can very quickly kind of get warm. I know that that can happen sort of hours later, you get a real kind of drop in temperature, but I've not experienced it. Yeah, so I've I've had that a couple of times, and um, I mean I do I do get cold quite easily, and I had quite a surprising thing last Monday that I got very cold after a skin swim, and um, it was at Box End. I don't think it was much colder than eighteen degrees. Um, I did do a mile, and I'm re I'm around about the forty minute mile at the moment. So I was in the water for forty minutes, and it was a windy day, and actually I felt fine while I was in, absolutely fine got out and noticed the wind was really keen and that I was feeling quite cold. So I found a sheltered spot, quickly put my clothes on and felt kind of okay again. And then I think maybe the kind of complacency of summer swimming and not having had this last winter doing the cold water swimming, I made the mistake of warming up my car as I drove home. And so I kind of warmed myself up from the outside rather than from the inside, which is what you're supposed to do when you've got cold. So that was a real silly error of mine. Um, got home and I was properly shaking. And it took a good couple of cups of nice hot tea to get and lots and lots of layers and sitting in bed under the duvet to get me properly warmed up. Um, so it's interesting that even when you think the conditions wouldn't cause you to have a cold water sort of after drop, you can still do it. Um, and the other time it happened to me was on Boxing Day. Uh, and we'd been in Olney, which is another beautiful spot near us. And they've got proper stone steps down to the river. And I'd gone in and um, Nightjar and myself had tried swimming against the flow and it was quite strong. And we weren't going anywhere. We were both like breaststroking on the spot kind of thing. Silver Shadow is a really good breaststroker and she'd gone off up, up, upstream. And there was this option to run across a field and get in the river upstream and just swoosh down. So Nightjar and I went, oh, let's do that. So there we were, Boxing Day, in our swimmers, running across this field upstream, <laughs> got in. So, of course, I'd got in the cold water. I'd got cold. I'd got out and run across, which maybe warmed up my extremities a bit. I don't know. Dropped back into the river and it took about 10 minutes to come back down again. Then I got out, started to get dressed, and I got a proper um, dizziness, feeling of not being coordinated, strange kind of otherworldliness going on, um, surrounded by very experienced cold water swimmers. And so I just said to one of them, I'm feeling a bit odd. She was brilliant. She got my dry rope hood over my bobble hat. She zipped it up. She got my scarf across my mouth. She got my hot water and drink in my hand and she got me moving and she and actually I wouldn't have done any of that because I sort of lost the plot a bit I didn't really know what to do um and that got me back to feeling sort of normal fairly quickly um but it made me realize that those people that stay in proper cold water for longer than that they must experience a, a stronger version of that and that would be quite scary I think um okay so I, I totally go along with the neoprene hat for cold water. I absolutely love it. Um, I like my booties as well when it's a bit cold. And the other thing I absolutely love having is my rash vest because it comes just above my wetsuit on my neck. 
so I don't get any rubbing from my wetsuit if I'm in for a long time and it's just that other little layer of, of um, warmth but what equipment do, do you like Linz what have you got that you just swear by? Well I don't use a lot of equipment I mean I've got all that stuff um, mm -hmm. and last season and the season before actually I started as soon as the lake was open and it's about eight degrees then so it is kind of two hats um the thing i guess the thing i would add to yours is, is a buff or two buffs okay. um i've got very long neck um and so just just cover just i mean i'm sure there's probably a better sort of open water styled thing that you could use um but just a couple of buffs underneath around your neck mm. i found really helped with that kind of gap between your chin and your and your wetsuit yeah um so that's for i didn't know spending. the thing about yeah yeah. yeah 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 i didn't know the thing about warming up from the outside i don't from i don't inside. tend to yeah, cold so yeah yeah sorry not doing it from the outside yeah yeah. yeah 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 i don't tend to cold and the only time that's ever happened to me is actually after hell down south where you swim through a bog at the very end of having run 10 miles um and then you have to get on you're all wet in running yeah. gear and you have to get undressed and then that's happened to me and I've seen it happen to other people actually um but swimming I've I've never had that experience but I yeah I think I just don't tend to cold but I really didn't know about the car heater I'm so glad you said that because I always <laughs> put the car heater yeah. I always have a hot drink I do always 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 have a hot drink yeah even if there's not like at the beginning of when the lake was just open after the covid shutdown there was no drink so I took a drink um but now they've got drinks again and I would always always have a hot drink but I would also always put the car heater on <laughs> I know so I think that's a bad idea right well it's okay to do it if you have already warmed up I think that's fine I think that although I felt okay when I got in the car I can't possibly have been properly warm it was I was mm. probably within 10 minutes of getting out of the water and I think that was my mistake. And, and the other thing that I normally do when I have been in cold water is, so when we swim through the winter here, I'll get out and I will dry very, very quickly and get all my layers on. That's the first thing, including, as you were saying, bobble hat, uh, scribbler, bobble hat straight on, gloves, everything, and then hot drink in my hand and I'm drinking it riverside. That's, that's that. And then what I always do as well, because our river swimming spot is 10 minutes from my house on foot, I stomp back and sometimes even do little jogs as well. So I'm kind of warming myself up. By the time I get home, I'm still cold. My feet are quite often still numb, but I have started the process. So another hot drink before I do anything on the outside of me in terms of like that sort of car heater idea or the shower. Um, and so that's the other thing that people often do to warm up is to get into a hot bath or hot shower. And that can be, really unpleasant as well so you need to just get your core temperature warmed up and then that you don't get that horrible after drop feeling um and i'll see if i can there's a really nice article about after drop somewhere and i'll see if i can find that and post it somewhere about the sort of physiology of it um but yeah mm. so making sure and i was in the changing rooms at box end of, oh it was it was at the beginning of last year's season and it was i think it was end of april time um, and there was a girl and she had obviously got into after drop territory and she she was like I was on the boxing day um, moment she sort of lost the plot she didn't really know what she was doing she was sat there still in her wet stuff going I'm really cold and look at my feet and her feet had gone the most bizarre kind of whites and reds and blues and it was just sort of like yeah that does look odd 
and she was going my feet are swelling my feet are swelling I don't know what to do and in the end I'd sort of said gently a couple of times that please get dressed and get a hot drink in you and in the end I just said get dressed now get a hot drink in you. it's like I'm gonna have to like just tell her like a school teacher because she just wasn't going to do it and I could see she was getting more and more kind of confused and confuddled and all of those things so it's weird to see it but you can yeah it's just a warming up from the inside so if anyone feels tempted to try cold water it's fine but always start with a really short amount of time in the water mm. and make sure you get out before you start feeling cold because if you feel cold in the water like you were saying scribbler about blue lips and not being able to talk that's probably even a little bit too late then isn't too it? late you start yeah. to feel it so but it's a great thing to do and it's a total reset for me. If I go in cold water, I almost feel the button being pressed in my brain to just reset <laughs> me. It's fantastic. So um, highly recommended. Okay. Yeah, so I hope we haven't put anyone off. Don't be put off. You won't die. <laughs> don't be put off at all, but do go with experienced people who will be bossy with you if you start to show any signs do take a hot drink and do take more clothes than you think you'll need because we just cannot get yeah. warm. Lovely. Okay. And what, and so Scribble, you were mentioning your neoprene hat, but is there anything else you use in, in swimming that you would swear by? Um, not, not, not that I really swear by. I've got, I've got like booties and, yeah. um, and, 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 and gloves. Um, but I have found just at the moment, I'm, I'm, I'm not really needing them. Um, I think if I was in for longer and perhaps if I keep this going and I go into the winter because I've not I've not really swum in the sea in the winter I, I kind of wait till it gets to about nine degrees C yeah. is about my limit um, yeah. but because I've been in so often and I've, I've just really enjoyed it and I've got a gorgeous new wetsuit um, I think I'm going to try and keep keep going as long as I can yeah. um um so I, I will probably I'll, I'll probably use the 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 booties and the, and, and the gloves then yeah I mean I the, the first winter that I went through the winter I didn't expect to and I just said I'm just going to do this next swim and then I'll see mm -hmm. and then I'll do the next one and before I knew it, it was February and I was like oh can I say that I'm through the winter now and um but I found even when I wasn't using a wetsuit gloves were essential for me because my hands got really painful really quickly and the booties because of the river um mm. my booties don't tend to keep my feet very warm but my gloves are brilliant and they really do keep my hands feeling good in the water um and the other thing that you were wearing when we started this meeting that i absolutely <laughs> swear by is the dry robe otherwise known as my santa outfit <laughs> yeah that's a lovely color one so in case we don't do the video on this, Scribbler <laughs> has a lovely red dry robe. It's really lovely. Mine is quite a boring one, black with grey, but I still love it. And the moment you put it oh, on, you feel warm, don't so you? So warm. Yeah. Yeah. It just yeah. cuts the wind out, doesn't it, straight away? Yeah. Um, I, I, I've actually, I'm actually not using this at the moment. I've, I've, got, I've also got kind of like a, a hooded toweling poncho and it's warm enough at the moment that I can just throw that on and it kind of, yeah. it, it's helpful in getting me dry. 
yeah. and then literally walk up the street and, and get warm. But the, yeah, the dry the dry robes are, uh, are f- fabulous. I was lucky enough to get bought one after seeing Non Stanford wearing one in on a triathlon TV show. Yeah, my husband went, "Oh, they're a good idea, aren't they?" I was like, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> I went to the Christmas um, Jingle Mile at Cambridge, and um, Rich was wearing his. And I said, oh, that's an interesting garment. And he said, here you go, have a go. And he put it on. And it was just like an instant cuddle. Um, <laughs> so I was, yeah. I was sort of like, oh, I'd like one of those. So I, I got one of those sort of reasonably soon after that. And I find I can completely change in mine underneath yeah. that. There's absolutely, apart from the one time that I did fall over while I was putting my knickers on. <laughs> and God knows what people got a flash <laughs> of on that particular day. <laughs> I try not to think about it. The only person that was nearby quickly averted his eyes as if he was sort of saying to me, it's okay, I'm, even if I did see anything, I'm going to pretend I didn't. Um, so that was fine. But um, yeah, I lo- absolutely love my dry robe as well. Okay, so we've gone and they're to... Very, a... They're very versatile, aren't they? Like we, we oh, had yeah. them when we did, we've done, we've had them when we've done relay races, when we've done sort of 24 oh, yeah. hour races in teams and we passed one to the other. So the person <laughs> who's taking the bat on gives the dry rope to the person that's just finished their <laughs> five mile loop or whatever and then they put it on and then, Excellent. yeah. And uh, yeah, really, yeah. and as you say, Rich was wearing one at the Jingle Mile. They're not just, they're not just for swimming. Just for swimming. No, no, we have, I, uh, we have one of our, um, when Park runs on, um at, at Whitley Bay somebody who own water swims actually regularly marshals in their dry robe because <laughs> it's so warm <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah I've taken mine to park run I quite often do a Saturday morning swim so straight from Saturday morning swimming about seven o'clock go straight to park run wearing my dry robe and quite often get a few sort of envious comments on that one but um okay so should we have a little bit of a chat about events that we've done? So, what, so Scribbler, what you were saying, I think on WhatsApp that you've mainly done triathlon events with, with swimming. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's how I got into open water swimming. Um, I did my, my first triathlon in 2011 and I absolutely loved it. Um, <laughs> and it was back in the days where you could sign up for one event and I loved it and I was hooked and I, I signed up for one a week later because you didn't have to sign up months ahead mm. um, but I very rapidly realized my first triathlon was a pool with pool triathlons and I very rapidly realized that um, if I wanted to keep doing triathlon I was really really limiting my options if I didn't go up water swimming yeah um, so up here in the northeast we have um uh, an organization called vo2 max racing events and they put on various triathlons and um, really great guys and they put on some really great events um and they also organized a regular swimming session in a lake at uh, woodhorn colliery which is also where one of the open water uh, triathlons is held so I first started going there and you could kind of do a training session and they had kayaks and things uh, and it's a lake. So it's a little bit, it's a little bit <laughs> less imposing because, you know, the water's relatively calm, but <laughs> it's always freezing and uh, usually a bit stinky with duck poo. I don't know if you get that in your rivers, yeah. uh, but it was a really good chance to kind of get into open water swimming and all the the things that are different about open water swimming from swimming in a pool. You know, it sounds obvious, but there's no lane ropes. You have to be able to kind of look where you're going. Yeah. Um, that kind of 
very sudden drop off that you're you're in the water and you're out of your depth Mm. you know depending on where you swim very very quickly so that was a really good experience and that helped me kind of build up to do my first um open water events um so any kind of swimming events i've done have all been tries and they've been either lake swims or i've done a couple of sea swims sea swim tries as well oh excellent so with your with with those tries then were you starting on the land and running into the water or were you in the water and starting from a sort of a well a start standing I've done a mixture um I think most of the lake events I've done you're in the water and so you're bobbing about and then they blow yeah. a hooter and off you go yeah um the sea swims definitely kind of run in <laughs> which is very exciting um and, and very very nerve-wracking <laughs> as yeah. well yeah. um i think i remember one event actually i think that was a lake swim i think it was in the scottish uh, i did a, a, a <laughs> i did a, a triathlon relay with um lm and I didn't realise it was the Scottish National Championships. Oh my goodness! Wow, <laughs> intimidating. <laughs> yeah, and that was a that was a run-in swim start. So on the start, as we're standing by the edge of this lake, they played the um, heartbeat music, like the da dum da dum da dum that you hear when they then play at the start of the pro triathlon. And I completely lost it. <laughs> I, I got imagine. in the water and swam like a brick because <laughs> oh. I was so hyper. Yeah. I really, really had to walk, work on um, calming myself down. Yeah. But yeah, um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was good fun. I think I, I did the, I did the swim and the run, and, and Ellen did the, um, did the bike on that event. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's a really good point, actually, what you've just said because whenever I've done any event, um, oh yeah the swoosh not included actually so I've done some sort of a crathlon type events and things and one of the things that is really important when you start those is that you you almost have to rein yourself in and swim much slower than you think because it's just like a running race in that you can get dragged along with faster people and actually lose the feeling of having control over your breathing and once that happens in water it can very quickly turn to panic can't it so one tip that I would definitely give anyone doing their first open water start is if you're allowed to be in the water get in and really just gently acclimatize doing the sculling Lindsay was just doing a little um mime on the video of, of sculling to keep <laughs> yourself and then when when the hooter does go it's to really like rein yourself back just really steady swimming to begin with really control your breathing and then start to think about building the pace as and when you're kind of calm and you've got your breathing regular as you can and open more time. A really brilliant story about that actually, which is a oh, sort of tortoise and a hare story. <laughs> so it was my first open water event um, and um, probably my only proper open water event actually thinking about it. Um, and it was a, a relay triathlon and I did the swim leg and someone else did the bike, someone else did the run and the, it was a work thing. And there were two teams and the person who was doing the swim leg in the other team was somebody that I managed and we didn't have a very good relationship. Um, and um, I at the time could not swim front call at all. I could only swim breaststroke. But my breaststroke is quite good. 
um, but I was a bit nervous because I thought, God, everyone's going to be swimming. It was in Eaton, Eaton Dorney Lake. Mm. Um, everyone's going to be swimming. It was a massive event. Everyone's mm. going to be swimming front crawl. I'm going to be last, um, whatever. So, and he was giving it all like, oh, I'm going to crucify you. I'm, you know, you're, you're, I was like quite a lot older than him as well. Right. And, um, you know, I did sort of fit the, the profile of super fit open water swimmer because I'm not, and I was definitely not then. And uh, so the hooter goes off, but I did have experience on my side of you know, like running races and just general life experience. So the hooter goes off and I know that I'm not going to go off with everybody because I'm breaststroking. So I very calmly sort of breaststroke away, blah, blah, blah. And, and before I knew it, I was kind of a third of the way up the field. And then I was about half the way up the field and I finished about half the way up the field and that was fine. And off I went. And then I was like, well, where's, where's, let's call him Sean where's Sean um which is not his name um and Sean had gone off like the clappers yeah. breast uh, front crawling um and then had totally blown up and had to be brought in by the safety kayak oh okay Aww. I mean I really wanted the story to end with you beating him I'm not I, I wouldn't you didn't want him to be brought in by no, the safety kayak I didn't no. want that I didn't want that but I did really want you to end up beating him and I'm really glad that that ended up that way I did. because yes, it's it's I sometimes coming but and that actually illustrates another point that open water swimming is not just about front crawl it really really isn't mm. I am terrible at breaststroke and mainly I think because of my legs. Um, I once did a swimming lesson where we had to just hold a, what are they called, kickboard and just do breaststroke legs and I did not move in the swimming pool at all. And, <laughs> That's and, what happens to me in front crawl. <laughs> if I do front crawl legs, I don't move with a kickboard. <laughs> it's so frustrating, isn't it? But we all have us and actually it's absolutely fine to breaststroke. I've seen lots of breaststrokers um, yeah. quite often going faster than my my front crawl so there is no restriction on that and actually it's much easier to start to sight with breaststroke um than front crawl um and what you were saying about the different sort of the different purposes of a swim yeah um so sometimes louise runs and i often louise runs and i will go together to the lake mm. and for example on monday we did heads up breaststroke round two small loops and chatted all the way around yeah so it, that's not exercise it's like the equivalent of jogging around park run with your friend yeah. you know yeah. it's, it's yeah. a totally different session to the week before when i'd gone on my own yeah. and i'd front crawled around the large loop so yeah and they're just full and was that skins was that skins when you were doing breaststroke uh, it wasn't this week, but it but it actually was the week before. Bizarrely enough, with the the, the exercise one with skins, I usually I, I usually decide depending on the air temperature whether okay. I'm going to go in skins or not. So it's been kind of every other week or so this summer because it's been pretty hot. Yeah, I yeah. Also, sometimes I decide depending on how late I am because I'm if I we've got book slots at the moment and if I'm really yeah. late, I just yeah. go. I haven't got time to put my wetsuit on. I'm just going to go in skins. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, absolutely. The thing I find difficult with a wetsuit is doing breaststroke because I, I think because my technique is so terrible, it really puts a lot of pressure really on my back. Yeah, it can hurt your back. Yeah, it can. Yeah. There are specific breaststroke wetsuits, I think, or more specific to breaststroke wetsuits. But I know that Silver Shadow was looking into those. She's a very strong breaststroker. Um, so and I don't actually know what she's doing at the moment, whether she's doing mainly breaststroke or I know she's wearing a wetsuit mainly at the, at the lake. So it'll be interesting to talk to her about whether she's mainly doing breaststroke or um, front crawl. OK, ladies, so we've done about 40 minutes. I'd like to wind it up now, but I want to finish on something really positive. So 
I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you about your most favourite um, open water experience that you've had. And I'm going to just start with mine. So you've got a little bit of thinking time. So the thing that I absolutely love about open water swimming, and it's going to sound really, oh, we're having one of those moments. Yay! <laughs> like the newsreader. <laughs> Not quite. It wasn't in like a baby stroller. Like, but, no, you know, it was good. Of, it's lunchtime. Oh, I'll be quick. I'll be quick. I promise. No, it's um, right. it's so fine. the thing that I absolutely love about open water swimming is being with nature. Sounds cheesy, I know, but on one of the river swims I was doing, I had two kingfishers fly over my head while I was in the water. Totally magical, and lots of little moments like that. So, um, the scribbler, what's your favourite experience? It can be specific or general. Um, I have to say, um, I go to a spot with Ellen up in Scotland and I don't know whether it's a secret spot, so I've not put it on the open water screen okay, map fine. yet, but I'm, I'm going to check with her and it's a, it's a beautiful lake and you walk down, you walk to the lake and there's a couple of spots where it's quite easy to get in. It is freezing cold but it's so uh, the water is really clean and clear and you're surrounded by trees and yeah usually I'm with my best tribe buddy my best buddy that I met through fetch and um, that's just a really beautiful peaceful place to swim uh, it, it's really lovely but I did have another really nice experience uh, just uh, a couple of weeks ago when I went into the sea and I've been doing a lot of photography recently and photographing and um, I've been photographing turns and one of them just kind of went and flew and dived in and caught the fish like right by my head so that oh, was pretty wow. special as well oh amazing that sounds so beautiful I, I mean I'm a massive fan of birds <laughs> It's a ridiculous thing to say. <laughs> it wasn't so, it wasn't so close, it was scary. It was just kind of, I could see it hovering yeah. and then it kind of dived down. It was like, oh, that's really nice. Oh, beautiful. How about you, Linz? I've got so many, I can hardly choose. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to choose a really contrasting one, actually, to, to your two. Um, at Heron Lake, which is where I normally swim mostly, um, every year there is a, a night swim um and it's it's to raise water to raise water no to raise money for um the center which is actually a disabled water ski center that we use so to say thank you to them for letting us use their facilities we do this event once a year in september usually um and and you pay sort of more than, than a little bit more than normal and you get a bowl of chili and there's music and there's a big sort of everyone gets a glow stick um and there's a sort of big lit up thing on the bank um and yeah and that's the most magical thing ever it's completely pitch dark usually there's a moon in fact it's usually on the night of the moon that they the full moon Ooh. that they have it in september um and you, you're not allowed to do the big loop you can only do the small loop but the, just the sight of all the swimmers with their glow sticks yeah. um and the feeling of being in the water in the absolute pitch dark with the moon um but yeah. you don't feel alone because there's this big booming music from the bank um, <laughs> and this sort of feeling of community um so there's a sort of really you know if at the far side it's quite still but near the bank it's quite sort of quite buzzy and it's a really really it's the sort of thing that well i certainly wouldn't do alone you know it wouldn't mm -hmm. be recommended to do it alone it's a sort of thing you couldn't that experience you couldn't have yeah without that event being on so that's probably my favorite and i've done i think i've done three of those but oh, they're really nice 
every time you talk about that event or you write about it I, yeah. I want to do it because it just sounds amazing um, and you think, must you must yeah I'd, I'd absolutely love to do it I mean I think that's the, the thing with open water swimming that I love is that the different times of the day bring different things. I've done, a, I think, one or two night swims. I've done a sunrise swim. We're doing sunset tomorrow. And it's just, and the different weather conditions, it just totally changes it. Box End can be flat, still calm. On Monday, it was like a bouncy kind of weird, changeable thing, depending on which bit of the lake you were in. So yeah that's what I love about it as well is that you're just at the mercy of, of mother nature or father nature or whatever we want to call it uh, um, thank you so much ladies um, I love talking about open water swimming so this has been an absolute joy and a treat um, and um, thank you for your wisdom and if anyone out there would like to do anything like this um, please let us know on the podcast thread um, and we'll happily do another one if you want us to talk about something specific or you want to join us to talk about it let us know but thank you um, ladies and um, I hope that you have some lovely open water swimming experiences this year thank god it's it's happening for us in this year <laughs> yeah. situation yeah yeah yeah, yeah. right take yeah. care lovelies yeah. Yeah. and um, I will see you soon bye see you bye. soon bye well, thanks for that. I I probably won't get to listen to what was just said until I listen to the podcast probably on Monday morning. To it, you? Well, no, if I've not listened to the bit where you all did the talking, then I don't know what was said, and I want to know what was said. Okay. In case you like came up with a secret plan or something to I don't know what take over the world. Oh well, I know about that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean that's obvious, Katie. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so all I can say really is is thank you to everybody for. Uh, contributing to that chat and um, I hope I enjoy it um, (laughs) when I listen to it so we'll probably be in the car driving back from the lakes when we're listening to that yeah so this podcast should automatically have gone live and if if not press the right buttons it will automatically go live yeah anyway so we'll be back to normal next week Um, but in the meantime do please visit fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast to let us know what you thought of today's show and send your audio contributions or your ideas about the podcast to podcast at fetcheveryone.com. Um, don't forget to hit the subscribe button if you haven't done that already. I'm sure you have. And uh, we'll see you next time. Ta-da. Bye.